Welcome, everybody. Welcome in. It is time for Dents and Dreams, a PDR podcast focusing on how you can use the fruits of this wonderful trade we call PDR to achieve your wildest dreams. I'm John Vidine, your friendly neighborhood Dent Reaper and host of Dents and Dreams. And now, let's get started. So today, I have a wonderful guest for us. Uh, You all know him from various things throughout the industry. Mostly, though, probably you have seen him at uh, seminars training with Stanliner, and you've seen him at MTE training at the Stanliner booth. And uh, he is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Cliff Ramadan. How you doing, Cliff? It's good to see you. I don't know about all that shit, buddy, but I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. Just uh good night out in the garage and uh good night to, to talk PDR per the norm, you know. Hell yeah. Looks like How's you got a beverage there. there. How's the weather over there? Not up there. Yeah, yeah, we're we're over. I'm a little bit down from you. Um, it's a little chilly today. Probably teens. I don't know. I haven't even really looked at the the weather report per se. But uh, well, I don't yeah, care what anybody says. For chilly. some reason, Minnesota and North Dakota are always the coldest places everywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've. Uh, We've got plenty to brag about up here. Oh, Cold God, yeah. Weather. Cold weather and lots of lakes there, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Cliff, why don't you tell everybody who you are, what you're doing in this crazy, crazy world of PDR, how'd you get into it, and, and what are you doing now? Well... Um, I was in auto body for 22 years and shit, 19 years ago, I seen PDR done for the first time, but it was, nobody wanted to show you anything. I was always intrigued by it, but nobody wanted to show you. So I was always wanting to do it. And we had a big storm hit here in 2016. And I was just, I was tired of doing body work. I was burned out many years in it. Didn't want to do it anymore. It wasn't my passion. So um, I started resourcing PDR. Well, now with social media, all that stuff, all of it's so much easier to access. Everybody assumes that I'm like Stan Liner, and I am. I'm 100% true Stan Liner. But my first mentor and guy that got me into it, believe it or not, is Dave String. Because I was looking to buy tools. I was looking to buy tools, and I I reached out to him and told him what I was trying to do. He uh, said, give me your number. I'm going to call you. 
And he tried and tried to try, you know, find places close to me to train. Well, then there was this company out there, which everybody, most people know, Stanliner, they have the crazy looking tools. So I sent Thomas an email and no tools in stock, which I know people, you know, back then it was even worse than it is now. So I, I messaged him and he said, no, no tools in stock, but you're on the list. And I didn't even message him back. He messaged me and said, hey, we got a shipment of tools and I remember your message. You're first on the list. You have first dibs on anything we got. So me and Thomas ended up talking from that point on, became great friends. And he said, you're going to train. Well, I knew what training cost here. So I laughed at him and I was like, ha, bullshit. No way. He said, yep. He said, you're going to train. I'm setting it up with my dad. He said, I'm going over. It would have been September of 2017. He said, I'm going over on this date. I'm lining up. We're going to fly over together. We had never met each other in person. We had never done anything in person. All by phone. We talked every single day by phone. I flew into Toronto. I ended up staying with him and his family there. They brought me in. It wasn't even like I was an outcast. Greta, Ugna, uh, Mantis, they treated me like I was family from the first minute I walked in. That's awesome. Took me to uh, Niagara Falls at night before we flew out. And I even said, no, we don't have to worry about that. And they were like, no, Greta was like, looked at Thomas and said, you not need to take him. So we drove an hour or whatever it was to Niagara Falls at night, just so I could see Niagara Falls. That's, That's awesome. the type of people they are. So went over, you know, met Kaz, nervous as hell. You know, had you touched a tool at this point? Did you do anything prior I, to that? I had um, bought some like online stuff on my own and kind of like tried to self-train but i had never ever had any formal training it was just pretty much wing it yeah but you had never touched an, a standliner tool at this point. no 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 okay other than the first the first batch that i bought which same thing i you know they were it was all self-taught yeah so then how long did you train with Cass? I was supposed to be there for a week and they had something happen where Cass uh, talked to Thomas and I don't know if somebody else wasn't showing up or whatever it was. It was kind of a fluke deal because they only do a week training. And Cass told Thomas if he's willing to stay another week and change his flight, we'll take him for another week. So I changed my flight, paid to change my flight, did all that stuff, and I was able to stay another week. So I got two weeks training there. So double, double, double the bang for your buck on that deal. That's uh, that's amazing. Has I mean, do you know anybody else who's done more than a week with Cass? Um, it's not normal, and even uh. Like now that I train, I, I really won't do any more than a week. You know, um, 
it's you spend a week with somebody and for them to take in what you're teaching them and you try and run that into a week and then you do another week and you do another week it's like anything else you have to have time to absorb it train on what you've been taught that's my belief it's might not be everybody else's i'm not telling anybody else that does it different they're wrong but that's just how i do it and that's how i was taught gotcha so then from training with kaz for two weeks then you come back home back to uh the uh amazing metropolis that is uh rugby north dakota then (laughs) (laughs) what happens when you get back to the big city Well, everybody knew I was going to train PDR, and nobody knows extreme PDR around here. They've never seen it. They've never done it. Um, it's a whole different ball game to them. So, so these guys aren't watching Bryce Kelly videos. Good. I wasn't that good, <laughs> but I got thrown into the wolves because everybody assumed because I went over there and trained. So. The minute I, I didn't even have, I didn't get to train, like get sit in my garage and train on stuff. I was pretty much thrown into it. So I spent hours making very little money because you can't, you know, you can only charge people so much. Oh, right. And I spent hours and hours and days and I took on big smash stuff that I shouldn't have done just because I didn't want to turn anything down. I was scared if I turned something down, then people weren't going to believe in what I was doing. So I took it, everything. Well, I never ever had like a training period after I got back. So is there one dent in that, in that early period or mid to early period where you remember fixing it and you went, Son of a bitch. I'm pretty good at this. Um, nah, you know, I, I'll say this right now. I'm still learning to this day. Uh, and you can fail at a dent real quick with one little screw up and it can happen to anybody. You know, if you're a 20 year tech, if you're, you know, you know, been doing it for years, one screw up. I mean, we're human. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I took on a job uh, that got me a uh, basically my main account to start me off. And I walked out and looked at it. And I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing it. And I walked away and they called me and they said, how much? And I wasn't going to do it. And I, I thought I bid them high. And they were like, yeah, go ahead and do it. It was like shit. Now I'm there. Now I have to. Now I have to do it. <laughs> I've been there a time or two. Yep. Now give now them the go away price. Do it. Say and, yes. and that got that got me that account, and I spent yep. way more time. I killed myself on that dent. It was never good enough. Um, but it worked out. Gotta love it. Gotta love and it. That's like, you know, I, I'll always preach you can't succeed if you don't put yourself out there to fail. 
you know, oh, yeah. get out the pot, you know, whatever you want to do. Well, however you want to verse it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you are never going to succeed if you don't push the envelope. So, yeah, uh, no, you learn by your failures. Um, I failed at dance. I failed at many dance. Even after that one, when I thought, oh man, yeah, I killed it. Mm -hmm. I failed at multiple dance. Big oh, dance. Yeah. Where I put my ass on the line and shot off too quick and I messed up. I And I knew where I messed up when I did it. You know, when I started the dance, I knew I started it wrong. I knew I screwed it up. Yeah. And I had to eat it and I had to own it. And I had to be humble and walk to the person and say, hey, I can't even charge you. I did the best I could. But I, I learned from the mistakes. Absolutely. That's the uh, experience is the best teacher, as they say. Yes, for so, sure. So that was all back in 2016, 17. 17. What, uh, what do you find yourself doing these days? Um, I have started to come into the training deal. We've done some seminars for Stan Liner, and people have reached out to me to do training. So I have trained a couple people. Um, I do enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, I that was obvious to me. And so we met at the Stan Liner seminar here in, in Minneapolis at Don Cavanaugh's shop. Yep. Yep. And, I, I'm pretty uh, sure we were painting walls. Oh yeah, the night before, yeah, we we're painting yep. walls and that hangover burger. But oh, uh, man, yeah, good times. That's what. Dave yeah, it was uh, you, between you and S and uh, Wambachetta. Um, for whatever reason, you guys uh, really nailed that the the Stanlander techniques home for me. <laughs> And, you know, there's other trainers there and, and they're all excellent. But for me, I, I, I connected with you guys the most and I feel like I took away the most. And I think those, those seminars are really good because there are different trainers there. So it's going to, different personalities are going to connect with different people for different reasons. And I think it's a really good model. And, well, and we all went to train with Kaz. The foundation is all Kaz, but we all adapt. I have my own way of doing things that S doesn't necessarily do it my way. But oh, I'm not, right. you, know, you know, and Velash doesn't do it my way, and I don't do it his way, but we all achieve the same results. So when you go around from, you know, booth to booth, it's not that anybody's wrong. It's taking whatever works for you what's easiest for you to adapt to and Absolutely. making it work for you yeah and i think any pdr tech would tell you you know same or similar stuff you know that's why there are so many tools and that's so many guys go about it in different ways and like you say the end result is really the only thing that matters um you know, obviously there's there's time and effort and all that other stuff that to be considered. But uh, there's there's tools that I use. I'm standliner based. That's my foundation. That's the you know what I started with. So that's what I'm tried and true with. But that doesn't say that I don't use Dent Reaper, uh, Excalibur. When I train people, 
Um, I don't use a lot of different tools. Um, my accessories are edgy and dead dent tools. And my tools are Reaper, Excalibur, and obviously Standliner. Right, right. And that's what, when people come to me, that's what they get to train with. Jackpot. That's what I have. That's what I use. And I don't train with a tool that I would not use personally myself. So if you could, there's a bunch of techs out there right now still that are, you know, kind of giving the side eye to all the standliner stuff. They're, you know, there's a lot of non-believers out there. There's, it's, there's a weird there's a weird mystique around Standliner and, and there's some non-believers. So if you could if you could recommend one Standliner tool to an experienced tech out there to kind of cut their teeth and just get started with a Standliner tool, which which one would you have them start with? I think if you want to have true the ability for true Standliner techniques and see the way they push. I would go with uh, the raised uh, regular snake tool. Is always a good choice. It's very versatile. Um, anybody that's worked with me and trained with me knows the things that can be done with it. Um, the crane tool. That would be my pick. The universal yep. crane will turn a door dinger into a standliner guy pretty dang quick. Yep. I I agree 100%. Um, and then the sword tool. If you had your foundation of standliner, that would be the three tools that I would go with depending on what the dent and the situation was. But I think those, any one of those three tools would fill the bill of a lot of situations for multiple techniques. Yeah, absolutely. You know, then you start getting into the... Um, you know, the snake tools, the killer whales, the rolling, you know, stuff like that. For you rolling, know. I would tell a guy, get a three-ace pirate hook and uh, start there. Yeah, or yeah, the pirate hook. I like the, the I like the mini pirate hooks, man. You just can get them so many places. And uh, uh, the, mini pirate the first hook time is you awesome. roll out a crease, the first time you roll out a crease, uh, yeah, if that doesn't you'll change your mind. You'll never go back to the conventional way. No, never. Never, ever. And it's not, I mean, it's not magic. There is work to it. Oh. I mean, when you're rolling out a crease and it's got some depth to it, it's not magically going to take the crease out. You still have to treat it, you know, your dent, your well, metal, yeah, you, but, uh, your metal knowledge you, has to come into there. Yeah, but if you not understand how metal down. moves and you've been picking creases, you know, push by push, just connecting pushes over and over yeah. and over, and then you can, when you can roll one out, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's mind-blowing. It's amazing. My first crease that I did was on a Chevy box that a guy told me it wasn't possible to do. Um, it was a 14-and-a-half-inch crease. And I fixed the whole dent with the round head ray snake because it was a horizontal crease. I went through the tail light, yeah. And that was I drug it, yeah. And uh, 
you know, not you know, did your knockdown obviously and knocked down the shoulders, deepest points. And then I just kept slowly dragging it back through. Um, reverse blended samurai technique with it. Knock it down from the outside, cleaned it up. He said he told me it wasn't possible to do. That was an account that I got. That was from a body shop. Nice. That got me a hail job. Nice. And that was all yeah. done with the round head, the round head snake. Okay. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I, I just I don't know why I've got several versions of snakes from directly from Stan Leonard, and I just got the ones from A one uh, at the PDR World Cup Tech Meetup, and like I just I've been kicking myself. Because now every time I bust those things out, I'm like, why did I not get these earlier? Uh, so It's kind of like all of Stanliner's tools, and that's why we do, like, um, you know, seminars. And then at MTE, we always have somebody training there. S is always, you know, usually the head guy training there. You know, other yeah. cats. Yeah. You well, know, and so I've been lucky enough. training, I'm always stuck behind the booth with Thomas, you know, doing that. But S is so good at explaining stuff. And, you know, I hand him tools. Hey, show this guy how to do this technique. And he is. Yeah. And I shouldn't put this on the internet because S was going to use it against me forever. But he is a really smart guy. And, uh, oh, is... my God. Really? <laughs> you to... you fucking say that? Yeah, I'm I know. Hear about it now. He's never gonna watch this. He's never they gonna watch. They don't have this. TVs. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get internet in his, yeah. in his trailer. Yeah, we're uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, love you, ass. But uh, anyway, yeah. So if you haven't used Stanlander tools, just just try it. You know, I, that's that's all I'm gonna say. At this point, and then well, I think and if you ever if you ever have a question about it, you can ask anybody that knows me. I have done like open videos to try and help people on my own time. I my phone is open. I've I've talked to people all over the world. You know about fixing dents and stuff like that. I have all the time in the world for it. I love it. It's something I love to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. We were just. We were just talking on the phone and randomly we're like, oh, well, let's do an episode. So, um, you know, what are you going to do? But well, now. If I can spend some time with the Dent Reaper guy, John Vadine, well, let's go. Oh, <laughs> we, can't, we can't sell because I train and going into training. So we can't like steer away from, I know you're not going to talk about it because you're a humble guy. But. Let's not forget about the Dent Reaper rods, the tools, the Dent Reaper door tools, the uh, chameleon door tool, which is absolutely one of my favorites. I love well, the blade yes. tip. And if you I... don't have the chameleon door tools for a new tech, the Reaper, the, the original Reaper door tools are awesome. But I know a lot of new techs have trouble with the sharper tip. Uh, look at the chameleon because that that blade tip, it will finish like a sharp tip. 
as long as you start that debt right and are patient and it is forgiving and you can you can fit you can flip that handle vertical and you can use it down a quarter panel through a fender it's a universal tool as are the reaper rods the sharp ones and the original or the original reaper rods yes sir wow so we could get into all of that cliff i appreciate the uh the shout out there but that's not the point of the show so let's move it let's move it along um oh here we go now this is a fun one what is one pdr question you hate um, you know, be it from somebody at one of your accounts or just somebody randomly in the public, something that comes uh, up often and you're just, you just got a face. Oh, shit. Kick rocks. That's I know thing. you guys can't fix body line dance, but can you look at this? <laughs> yes, sir. That myth is, uh, perpetuated by the uh, dent warranty companies trying to skate on uh, fixing just about any dent anywhere. And, you know, they're, they're just taking money from people hand over fist inside of finance offices all over the country. Well, you know, we can only fix it on a flat area if it's so big and, uh, and people leave after buying or leasing a car thinking that, you know, paintless dent repair is limited to very specific scenarios. And it is, it is preposterous and egregious. We need to shut that shit down. I'm tired of these warranty companies, Cliff. I agree. I agree. It's, it is, uh, yeah, that's, that's the one question that you hear all the time is I know can you just do something with it? It's on a body line. I know it's not going to be perfect. So it's almost like they're they're cutting you down before you even start. Yeah. It's like, no, I, I can fix that. Yeah. It is nice because it does give you the opportunity to really wow somebody. Prove it, yes. Um, but we just don't have the kind of volume that these, that these finance managers. I mean, I don't know how many new cars are sold every year, but. That pitch, and, and I'm young in the industry, so you probably would answer that question in a whole different way than me or somebody that's been doing it a lot longer. Yeah, well, I I think you've got it basically the same, and the the problem is, and I've worked for these companies, so uh, without naming them, you know, whatever, uh, we'll call them. Uh, Ding physician, one eight hundred Ding physician. Uh, we we had an account with them, and they would send us to jobs, and we would have to turn them down if they didn't fit within their parameters. So I'm looking at this dent; it's super easy. I know I can fix it, but I got to tell this customer out. Oh, it's not within your parameters. Oh, so, that's one eight hundred proctologist. I've yeah. heard that one. Yeah. So. That was rough, and I, I just I won't work for them anymore, um, because it's you know they're just they're just lying to people uh, and taking their money. 
So it's it's well, a bad I model. I don't like them. Fix big smash. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, one, you know, one scroll through YouTube. If you type in the words Bryce Kelly, and uh, I think you know the the Ding Physician, one eight hundred Ding Physician, would uh, quickly be out of business if if we could inform people what could really be done. And maybe Bryce Kelly's not the right example because not uh, everybody can do that almost almost nobody there's, can do that but there, there's uh, some amazing techs out there that you don't see uh that Guinness arlison yeah from brazil oh my god the shit he puts out that's uh, crazy stuff. artem abracadabra have you seen artem his stuff abracadabra, yep over from russia uh stanislav is friends with him uh, stanislav is amazing in his own right yeah and like yeah. a brother to me i love that guy those guys do really good work yeah there's a lot of really really talented decks and and how many of them aren't putting it on video you know well and they i think they have minimal access sometimes into parts you know they don't right. have the access like we do so they're fixing like a roof that's absolutely crushed. That a lot of yeah. that stuff they do, they're not getting paid. Oh yeah, well, and that's a big more. part of how Kaz came into uh, yep. into fame is because he was doing that stuff because they couldn't get parts. Yep. And um. And nobody could do it. Yeah. They didn't want it painted. You had original cars. Um, I see there there was a Jaguar that uh Kaz fixed. It's on YouTube. If you scroll through Stanleiter.com. I mean, there's Jaguars and BMWs that he fixed that couldn't get parts for, and he fixed them. You know, he has the before and afters. It's that's that's why they are so good at what they do. Yeah, buddy. Well, speaking about being so good, you're pretty damn good yourself. I'm sure you're doing all right. You got a daytime job, Cliff. You're doing all right. Things are things are starting to get better and better as 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 your uh, talents creep on up what's your dream brother where's this all taking you um i would i would like to uh continue you know obviously i'm going to be with stan liner you know that's i love the family they've they are my family um but just Continue to get better. Talk to people. You know, work with Don Cavanaugh's, Dave Streams, you. Uh, meet new people always. And trade ideas and get better. Always. You know, and yeah, then pass that on to people that want to train with me. Um, I plan on doing more training in the future. I don't want to take it on big scale because... I do still have to work too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I want I want the training to be, you know, on a minimal scale, but I want to always stay with it and do it and evolve more into it because it's something I love to do. Yeah. I love dealing yeah. with people. Well, that was evident to me, like I say, at the at the seminar and you you got a knack for it for whatever well, Whatever they, that's worth to you. Uh, Doc Gavin, like. I said that too. I didn't really believe it. I didn't know it. And I don't think of myself that way. Um, 
when people come here, I just, you know, I'm over their shoulder all the time. You know, I'm not like constantly on them, but I'm always within like walking distance for them to ask me a question. But I do turn them loose on their own. They have to produce on their own. And the guys that I've had here that have trained, um, Jeff Smith, Randy Fender, have done amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen some pictures online, and and uh, those will speak for themselves. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I will never ever take any one person at a time because I don't feel that if you have two people, you're not devoting the time. So, no, it would just be, a, it's always going to be a one person at a time deal and it's going to be on a, you know, a smaller scale. But I do enjoy doing it. I love doing that. Um, I would love to bring PDR into a school as a Votech deal. That was a dream that I had. If anybody ever watched my podcast back in 2017 when I was on the PDR podcast, it's never PDR been college, yeah. Was that it? PDR College with Keith and Shane? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's never been about... I didn't get into this for the money. And anybody that gets into it for the money initially, I don't know that they're going to make it because there is a passion and a certain art that comes to it, and then the money comes after that. Oh, yeah. Money follows passion in in just about any industry. Yeah. well, you can hide a lot of stuff in other industries. With PDR, our stuff is pretty much in a wide open. Yeah. We have one chance to make it right. Yeah. So I don't think that we're categorized with any other industry. I think um, what we do is way more technical. And I've done body work. I've done painting. You can hide a lot more stuff and get by with a lot more stuff to please the customer. Where with PDR, you have one chance to make it right. And all that takes is a slip of the tool to completely screw your job up. You're making me nervous, Cliff. I don't (laughs) know if I want (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, what we do is an art. Yeah, I've always always said half art, half science or, or A mixture of those two in some so, form. So, you know, with a lot of other things, you have stuff to cover it. A carpenter oh, yeah. has sheetrock to cover it, you know, stuff like that. I mean, everybody has stuff to cover. We don't. Everybody yeah. sees exactly what we do because nobody comes after us. Yeah. We have no materials. We have no nothing. It is pure us. We have toll cut. That we do have. <laughs> that's, that that's we do have. A little wet sanding and, uh, and buffing, yep. but uh, that's only going to take you so far. So. Yeah, yeah. And with factory finishes, that's pretty minimal for what you got to work with. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not as forgiving as uh, mud. No, no, no. For sure, for sure. Well, so, no, I would uh, like to see it brought into a school. You got back to, to get back to your question. I would like to see it brought into a VOEG school. Yeah, yeah. To show that there is another way to make money, not mechanics, not, you know, uh, auto body. 
there is another way out there. So yeah. I would like to see the kids, young kids, actually get to see it. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be interesting. I wonder. I, I just wonder how that would change our industry. Uh, but I don't know. Could be for the better. Um. So moving on, what is one PDR, either a tech tip or a business tip, that you would be able to give another tech? To help them get closer to their dream. Um, shit. Uh, don't be afraid to fail. Don't mix business with pleasure. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't mix business with pleasure. I kind of like what I do, Cliff. I mean... I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know if that's – we're going to have to agree to disagree, but don't be afraid to fail uh, is is definitely necessary because – You, you got to take on – you got to push yourself to the ultimate limits. If, if it's absolutely. not a fixable dent, find out the hard way that it's not fixable. The panel's already wrecked. Yeah. It has to have work done no matter what. So you're, you're not screwing it up any worse than it already is. I mean, a yeah. lot of times if you go in and do it, you can go from a door skin to a repairable panel. You're still saving somebody something. Mm-hmm. So, so worst I, case scenario. I don't know. I think it was my former employer told me this. Um, when, you know, when one of my accounts would ask me to do something that I didn't think was repairable, he would say, well, you got two choices. You can either tell them no and hope that they don't have somebody come behind you who's better than you who can actually fix that. Or you can go to work, bust your butt, do your best, and you know, find out you know where your where your skill level is at. And if it truly is unrepairable, then you're going to get it closer or you're going to get it to a point that if another PDR tech comes in here and sees that you've ruined that thing, they're going to say, well, somebody else has already been in here. I mean, they, they ruined it. I can't fix it now. So uh, I was always encouraged to do that and that. Uh, that definitely paid dividends. So yes, yeah, don't be afraid to fail. And in fact, you should be looking for opportunities to fail, especially early in your career. If you cannot fail, it's not money lost. It's experience learned. You're going to learn metal movement. You're going to learn how the crowns flow. Um, doing hail damage and doing big smash repair are completely different. Oh yeah. You know, you got, Hail guys, you got big smash guys, and you got hybrid techs that do both. And a lot of guys that are, you know, hail 20 some years, and that's all they've done, they don't really deal in the big smash. So the metal movement when you're doing a big smash is completely different. I mean, 
but then you take a big smash guy and put him on a hail car and that oh hail yeah that normal hail tech will, will smoke them like yep i've been i've worked alongside hail guys that just i mean make your head spin how fast mm -hmm. they are and uh but at the same time you know if i save a fat a smashed fender or something well and them, I, right, they're in i all. heard uh I heard somebody say uh, they worked with, uh, and I'll, I will mention his name. He's a great guy, an amazing tech. Um, Robert Castile. I know a guy that worked with Robert Castile. And they said, when you watch him work, he doesn't look like the fastest guy. But every push has a purpose, and you will never hardly see him take his knockdown out. And he will roll through a car as fast, if not faster, than the guy that looks like he's working fast. But he's right. working efficient, he's working clean, and he never take very rarely takes his knockdown out. Every yeah. push has its purpose. And I mean, he's a smart guy. I mean, I don't know if you've ever got that chance to hang out with him at all. I met him at uh, PDR World Cup, and yeah, I've, I've he's, a, he's definitely a very time. smart guy, and he's been yep. been doing it for for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, I can see that. I've never worked alongside him, but uh, doesn't surprise me. I, I should no, say. I, I know some. I know some people that have worked with him, and that was the comment they made: is he doesn't look like he's working like the fastest guy out there, but he never takes his knockdown out, and every push has a purpose. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it for sure. So don't be afraid to fail. All right, now here's the question of the day. How do you think, Cliff, how do you think we as a PDR community can raise the public awareness of PDR? Um, keep working with the insurance companies to prove what we can do. Uh, you know, up in our area, you know, obviously every, every part of the country is going to be different, but like up in our area, deer hits. Deer hits a lot of times necessarily do not have to go to a body shop. I'm fixed now you're not using material, um, chemicals, and stuff like that. There's a lot of deer hits. I've fixed them myself up here. Yeah. Where a car has came into the body shop, I fixed it start to finish PDR. Yeah. And it was called for door skins. It was called for painting. It was called for all that. Mm -hmm. it's the awareness of letting the insurance companies know because they mandate 90% of the repairs. So if a customer knows all our stuff doesn't have to be out of pocket, insurance yeah. companies need to show us as credible on not just hail, but on the bigger scale. Hey, take it to your PDR guy. If he can fix it, get a bid it's probably going to be cheaper than i mean i don't know some deer hits yes sometimes no I, i've done deer hits where you get one sharp freaking dent in the door from a hoof or an antler or yep. something and that one little circle never mind all the crowns and the waves and the crushed part, that one little circle 
is just stretched beyond. But now, if you brought it into a body shop, that's yeah. the whole door skin. Oh, yeah. So, yes, they might still be blending that panel because they might have to paint. But either way, in the long run, we have made that job cheaper, especially when you start getting into the quarter panels where stuff has to be cut off mm. and tearing a car apart, stuff like that, cutting door screws off. I mean, either way, even if we can't fix that one dent, we have completely saved a whole door skin. And they're fixing the back and blending into a back door, say, hypothetically speaking, is by the handle. They're blending a back door versus putting a door skin on it, blending the back door and the fender. So you're still essentially saving them money. Yeah. Even if we do, if we can't achieve exactly a complete repair, we're still saving them money. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, do you talk to insurance agents around you? How do you? Yes, I do. Okay. You get good results with that. I get very good results. They have actually called me since I came back and they knew the stuff that I've done and have seen it and have actually called me when I wrote stuff for conventional when I was working at the body shop and I had to deal with the insurance companies and they were like, can you fix that PBR? Well, yeah, I can, but I didn't know that you guys really considered it a viable repair. Right. And they were like, no, if you can do a PBR, by all means, do it. Yeah, and I think that's more and more um, becoming accepted. And I know a lot of guys are turning in big cash stuff to the insurance companies. So uh, well, don't be like afraid to said, do it. Uh, earlier in the conversation, they they talked about a dent that big or whatever, you know, not fixable, not fixable on body lines. That's just progressing off of that. To you go from a dent that big on a body line to being a able to fix match, a whole panel. Quarter crush, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And a quarter, you know, especially a quarter because you're cutting the car apart. You know, oh, yeah. that's, that's not something you really want to do. Even if you can save it to a push to paint is a better repair than cutting a car apart. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You never want to cut the car if you can help it. I think... That is uh, most definitely the way to go. So, I mean, that's the end of my questions, Cliff. Like, I've, I've gone through them all here. I don't know. Have you got anything more you want to add to this Dents and Dreams episode? Well, I... Love being the first official guest on it. And I think the podcast is going to kill it. I think uh, having something new and fresh out there and yeah, you know, you know we'll gone, everything is it's easy going and it's something new. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll only be new for so long, Cliff. So, well, yeah, you know, a, when the honeymoon period is over, will the listeners still be here? Will you stay with me? Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Wow. But that brings us to the quote of the week, Cliff. 
I'm going to do a quote every week. And this one is from your good friend, Charles Darwin. Have you heard of him? Anyway. Okay, uh, I, I feel bad saying no. <laughs> now, now you put me on the spot, damn it. All right. Well, good old Charlie. He said, uh, it's not the strongest species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the most responsive to change. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, people. You got to like be able and willing to change with the times. We've, we've got to keep moving forward. Uh, the, the metal's changing. The technology's changing. The tools are changing. The way we are going to be doing our business, i.e. with the insurance companies, all of that stuff, it's ever-changing. So Don't ever adapt tones. to one way of doing things. Because then you get caught up and you will never progress forward. Always be learning. Absolutely. Tools, you, marketing, everything like that is all change. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've only been no, in business for myself for three years and things have changed. When he brought up the most intelligent, I honestly thought that was a shot at North Dakota there for a second, but then he, you know, kind of. <laughs> no, no, no. We would never take a low blow at North Dakota. At least not one they could understand. Huh? Uh, <laughs> uh, too good, too good. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's episode two in the books, kids. Uh, Dents and Dreams is over. We'll see you next week. And uh, until then, uh, live your dream. Do your thing. Peace.